And today on the show, we're getting into some of the details that I'm excited to see applied from the Kyle Shanahan type of offensive tree to the Miami Dolphins and some of the skill players in question, getting into some concepts and different formations, a little bit of technical stuff today on the show. So dig your heels in, strap in, locked on Dolphins. Let's get after it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Top Crabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, and want to get into some X's and O's type of discussion. Uh, Going to get into some of the traditional West Coast type concepts uh, that the Shanahan tree is known for uh, and how the Dolphins can implement some of those concepts based on the personnel that we currently have seen uh, across the entire roster. So one of the things that I have been committed to doing throughout the course of this offseason is really exploring the Shanahan tree and exploring install and exploring concepts and exploring the differences and the nuances between the Green Bay Packers with Coach LaFleur and the Los Angeles Rams with Sean McVay and the San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Shanahan and the Atlanta Falcons the year that they made their Super Bowl run and going back to the Washington Commanders back when Robert Griffin III was there. Really trying to get my teeth into as much of the Shanahan approach to the game of football as possible. Because obviously, with Coach McDaniel at the helm of this this team, that is the expectation, right? We use phrases like wide zone. We use phrases like West Coast. But how does it all work together? How does it all fit together? And one of the really great ways that I've had a chance to dig my teeth in aside of getting my hands on uh, some older versions of Shanahan style playbooks uh, and really looking at the concepts and the direct coaching points in question is by watching a lot of film, hence writing the tape. And um, I'll use one example. Uh, you can go on YouTube. And you can search James Light, who is an outstanding football resource for anybody who's a football junkie. But he has a slew of Kyle Shanahan passing concepts with the concept in the title. Choice shallow is the the first conversation uh, that we are going to have here on on this episode of the podcast. It's a nine-minute video. And it is nine minutes of the 49ers running choice shallow, which is the concept in question, from a slew of different types of formations with different personnel groupings and all of the stops that Shanahan has had along the way throughout the course of his 49ers career. And what was really fun, what was really fun for me, was I was watching uh, JT O'Sullivan over at the quarterback school and watching him break down the fourth quarter of the San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And it was really exploring 
the things that went wrong for San Francisco as they blew a 10-point fourth quarter lead and eventually lost that Super Bowl. And the one, like, can't miss throw that Jimmy G, there was a protection breakdown inside, but Jimmy G takes the snap, and the concept featured George Kittle coming in motion across the set and running a short post, which is effectively an angle route from like the H back alignment. And JT going through says Kittle is wide open. He's early in the progression. He's either the one or the two. There's no excuse. You can't miss this throw. And I'm obviously noting all this down. And then I happen to uh, about 36 hours later, come across Kyle Shanahan pass install five-step choice shallow, which is the YouTube video from James Light. And that's the concept that they ran in the Super Bowl. And now here's 10 years worth of examples of this individual play. And whether it was in Washington or it was Chris Cooley, number 47, H-back tight end type who would come across the set and they get into a reduced bunch set of three receivers. So you go three by one. And the point man would usually take uh, the shallow route, which is to pull the eyes of any second-level defenders that are stacked inside of that bunch. The outside receiver takes some kind of outside release and vertical route to, to lift the top off the defense. And Cooley or Kittle or whoever else takes that little short post, that delayed angle, where his initial stem is outside for about two steps, and then he breaks back vertically on a 45-degree angle up into the middle of the field because you have a vertical component that has lifted the, the ceiling of the defense, and you have that short cross that has pulled and vacated that space on the hash. And it's these endless examples of how Shanahan has gotten to this, and I'm sitting here thinking, man, if they take this, and this is a course sample, right? And you think about potentially having Gisecki running the choice route, uh, which, you know, depending on what the leverage is of the defense, you can sit that down and not run a short post, or you can run a short post, or they go from two by two with it and they motion either the back of the tight end out of the backfield into a two by two, and they'll have them run an out route and take free access with an outside release on the outside. So Gasecki potentially running that. Or, and, and, uh, and along with that, you can have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell running the shallow cross and the vertical uh, outside release. And that can be a corner, it can be a go, it can be a post, whatever. It could be a stop seven where you run, you run the corner and then you sit down against zone coverage and you sit down and take free access on the outside because they're playing you up over the top, which is the play that was called in the Super Bowl for the 49ers. So think about the speed element here, right? You want to talk about creating a manufacturing run after the catch. This is how these things get accomplished. Just off a single concept, choice shallow. If you go three by one reduce set and you got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill as some combination of the two initially, and then you motion Gaseki across the set, the speed to run across from leverage if you're playing man, and then the speed to lift vertically, you can alert that vertical route if you get a bust. And think about the, the, 
was it mesh concept that the Dolphins ran against Denver to his rookie year. And Parker ran the corner, and that's usually an alert. You know, that that's typically when you run mesh, the which is two shallow crossers across the middle where they're trying to rub guys respectively. You've got somebody who runs a route to about eight to 10 yards and sits right over top of the center down the field and sits down in the middle of the field. So that way you have a sit down route to beat zone and you have crossers to rub and potentially break free against man. But a lot of times now mesh the, the first read in the progression is the running back running a rail or a, a vertical route up the sideline out of the backfield. That's usually the first progression in mesh. But if you run that vertical component to the play side to lift and create the space to throw the ball to the, the running back who's pressing to the sideline, you can alert that if it's wide open. And that throw for Tua in that instance from his rookie season was wide open. But that's the, just a singular example of alerting and working and developing more vertical plays down the field. If you've got a safety who's going to end up taking the vertical player, you can alert that. If you've got a slow corner who's high-hipped, think about Sauce Gardner from the New York Jets, right? He's a really talented man-to-man cover corner, but he's 6'2", high-hipped and leggy. So if I'm playing the Jets and I want to run choice shallow and I want to give myself a chance to alert the, the vertical, whether it's a go route or a corner or a post, I, ideally either vertical or a, po- or a corner, so that you're not breaking into the middle of the field and getting safety involved. If you go in a trips formation reduced down towards the line of scrimmage, you can't press that. You can't press him. He's not even on the line of scrimmage. So if you're going to play man, I can alert the corner based on he's playing off man. That's an advantageous matchup. And this is just one specific example, but that's kind of what today is all about for me is kind of getting up on the proverbial whiteboard and and rambling about some of these concepts. And then taking advantage of that. If they zone it, then you're going to have a large vacated zone because they're going to have to respect Tyreek Hill running the shallow or Jalen Waddle running the shallow if Tyreek's running the vertical. And then Gasecki is a receiving tight end coming back across that. I think Chris Cooley is a much better comparison of what I think Mike Gasecki can be in this offense than what George Kittle is. And Chris Cooley, when he was at his best, was a very, very productive player. And I don't think that's a bad thing. So that's one singular concept and example that like I want choice shallow to be a staple of the Dolphins offense. I want that because I see how all the pieces of that concept fit together based on what the Dolphins have assembled. I can also see how all of the components of Built Bar come together to create the absolute best protein bar these lips have ever touched. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Right now, you can visit Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Um, I did get involved in the run game 
a little bit too. And what I enjoyed about getting into the run game for the Shanahan style system is as it's been built out, and we can thank the New England Patriots to some degree for some of this, uh, different defensive structures and fronts create different kinds of problems for different kinds of zone concepts within the Shanahan system because they'll run weak side zone, they'll run strong side zone, they'll run lead zone, they'll run like inside zone, wide zone, outside zone, like all kinds of zone concepts are in the lexicon of the playbook for the San Francisco 49ers and, and for the Kyle Shanahan type of offense. So as I'm thinking about how that component of what the Dolphins have and have not been for a really long time at the line of scrimmage, having baked in can-can or kill-kill or, or whatever it is, right? You get a play call, we're going to run weak side zone. Okay, everybody knows their assignment. Everybody has somebody that they're designated to block on a weak side, wide slash outside zone. But if the defensive structure that is presented creates a math problem to the side of the play, there is, for all of the zone concepts that the Shanahan system has called based on um, the Kyle Shanahan install from Atlanta slash San Francisco, and this goes back to some materials that, that I've looked at personally from the Atlanta playbook. There is an automatic can-can or kill-kill, which means we're going to, there's an automatic check in place. And the reason why I really enjoy that is who remembers all of the concepts or how, all of the struggles the Dolphins have endured offensively from Ryan Tannehill not being allowed to change plays of the line of scrimmage. And now Tua Tungvaloa not being able to run the two-minute offense, right? So this comes back to coaching versus talent and system and system players, right? There is nothing wrong with being a system player. We have talked many times specifically about the quarterback position, but it's applicable to all players in all positions. The vast majority of players across the entire NFL are scheme-specific players. And I look at the Los Angeles Rams as a great example of this. And obviously, uh, I've been watching some Los Angeles Rams, watching Sony Michelle, watching the McVay offense and its branch from the Shanahan tree. And even the way they construct their roster, Matt Stafford, maybe not Odo Beckham Jr. anymore. Um, and obviously he's a free agent now, and they, they acquired him midseason. Von Mil Miller, uh, they paid a, a firm price to bring him into the fray. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. The vast majority of these players, the Rams have gotten their hands on by paying a premium price and getting transcendent talent. So they've gone out and they've gotten players that are scheme transcendent that can do anything on any given week. And the way that they have filled out the rest of their roster is by assertively going after 
scheme-specific type players in the middle rounds of the draft that are there because they are scheme-specific type players, right? So think about Leo Chennault, and he's a good example. Um, he was somebody that was discussed as potentially being a good fit for the Dolphins in this year's NFL draft. He went in the third round, and he went after Channing Tindall went. But Leo Chennault is somebody who I don't care what his pro day numbers say. I don't care what his 40 or his vertical jump says. You watch him on tape. He's a scheme-specific player. He has the potential to be much better than the 105th overall pick in the NFL draft. But he went after the pick 100 because his role is not equal for all 32 teams. Jalen Ramsey's role, Aaron Donald's role, Matt Stafford's role, those roles are all, and I don't necessarily put Matt Stafford in the transcendent quarterback tier, but he's certainly transcendent compared to Jared Goff as far as the concepts that you can run. So that's kind of been the Rams' ideology. Now, the Dolphins have not bought completely into that, and I don't think they're in that chapter of their life cycle where that's where they need to approach this yet. But it goes back to the system that the Shanahan offense can provide to have automatic adjustments at the line of scrimmage to, hey, if they're going to come out in a six-man front, we need to know we need to convert to this because that's where our success rate is running the ball against that type of front as compared to if you are minus one on the edges on the outside to both sides, you can't run wide zone, right? Because you're going to get out leveraged to the point of attack. And you're going to have an unblocked defender on the backside. He's going to run it down. Look at what the Patriots did to the Rams in the Super Bowl the year that they played that 2018 season. It's a perfect example of if you do not have the automatic checks in place, one defensive front and personnel grouping can kill the entire nucleus of your running game if you don't have a counterpunch when you get that automatic look. So maybe your question there is, Kyle, that's great, but how does a team not know what your automatic check is going to be? Because sometimes it's, we're going to convert to inside zone sometimes we're going to flip the run the other way and change the blocking surface sometimes we're going to play action pass off of it there's enough different counter punches and i come back to choice shallow as a, another motivating factor for this conversation because there were times across all the years that there were samples of choice shallow as a concept from a Kyle Shanahan style offense, where sometimes it's three strong, which is the inside player who was Chris Cooley motioning across the set. The vast majority of the time, he's running the choice, but not always. So now you're getting the same look and different receivers releasing into different routes along the way. And that brings me back with various degrees of success. Right, I think that's also important to acknowledge here. There were some really ugly choice shallow refs on that nine-minute clip. But it comes back to the talent, and I think that's why I'm excited specifically about this individual concept, but also for the Dolphins' offense and the way they've chose, chosen to go about this offseason is the interchangeability that does exist because you have a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddell potentially on the field at the same time. It's huge 
as far as getting to, and I know I've mentioned this before, one, two, three, 10 million times on the show, getting to your core concepts in different ways. But this is the first time, at least with this iteration of the offseason and this presumed coaching system, that I have done enough film study to confidently point to a singular concept and say, hey, here's how they did it. You know, they also went 20 personnel with two backs on the field at the same time, and they were in shotgun, and they would motion one of those backs out into the slot. I think about Chase Edmonds and his capability as a route runner and a pass catcher and had him run the choice route in two by two. And the vast majority of the time, that was an out, uh, a speed out. So you can get into a whole slew of concepts that they have here uh, from James Light. Would highly recommend everybody check a lot of them out. You have Hank, Winston, Aggie, Corner post, logo seam, jerk, branch, spacing, drive. These are all drive bench. These are all West Coast style concepts and verbiage that you can familiarize yourself with by going to YouTube and watching James Light Shanahan install. And you could see the concepts at play. And then you could start to do uh, the jigsaw puzzle in your head and say, okay. It didn't work particularly well with this group on the field, but is what the Dolphins have better and more apt to run that than when this group struggled with it. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. But best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs and write Locked On under How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. My last thought today, as it pertains to Shanahan-style film study, specifically in the passing game and things that I'm excited to see, um, I'll leave you with two. I'll leave you with two. I mentioned earlier uh, I had watched J.T. O'Sullivan going deep dive on the 49ers in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, exploring all the things that went wrong. And I can say with a fair amount of confidence um, that despite the polarizing effect that the Dolphins' young quarterback, Tua Tungvaloa, has on this fan base, I would rather have Tua Tungvaloa than Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's, that's one thing. And the, the team has obviously found a fair amount of success with G, Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback of the team. They played in a Super Bowl. They went to another conference championship game. That's... Um, It's quite the resume for somebody who has the strengths and weaknesses of a Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, 33-14, and 14, is the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. But this is not a Tua Tungvaloa episode. The other thing that I'm really excited for is the 49ers offense and the Rams offense and the Packers offense. A lot of the time, you saw multiple 
receivers get on the same vertical tracks for their routes. And that's not necessarily something I saw a ton of with the Dolphins. And for that, I'm very excited. What do I mean by that? Well, especially when you're in reduced sets, right? And, you know, you're not using the full width of the field as a traditional spread offense, which I think kind of plays away from Tua Tungvaloa's strengths anyway, relative to his arm strength on the scale of NFL players and ability to drive a 15 yard out from the hash to the far sideline. That's just not a moneymaker throw for Tua. It's just not, it doesn't have to be a slap in the face or a bad thing. It's just relative to some other quarterbacks. That's not where I would want to consistently see him eating and throwing the football. So these condensed sets are good for the sense that everybody's stems are starting closer to the ball. But when you have multiple receive, when you have a lead receiver who's going to push vertically up the field, and then another receiver who crosses in behind him, whether it's a switch release or a swap release, or you're trying to flood an individual zone and lift the player off to then run somebody out free underneath of it, there's a lot of manufactured room thanks to the system. And again, there is a stereotype that system players and and systems in the in football are dumbed down and watered down well no everybody has a system right but when you have the players who are dynamic with the ball in their hands the way that the dolphins currently do that's where a lot of things can go right for you not saying it's guaranteed it will go right but you are going to force and command a lot of underneath space if you're getting these guys all running on the same rail vertically off the snap. So by putting them in a stack and having them switch and having them press up the field, and then maybe they switch back again further down the field, or one is just a straight vertical lift and having somebody press hard inside and get up underneath of that and then fold behind the second level when they can do so quickly enough that the second level interior defenders are not going to expect a player to be there. Those are areas where when you think about the Dolphins getting more run after catch and racking teams to death, that's how you can do it. And I've seen plenty of examples of it on tape, especially relative to what the Dolphins have done the last couple of years. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Obviously, this was um, one of the more technical episodes, and especially without visual aids, try my best to paint the picture as best as I could, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you hit subscribe on the show. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for watching and or listening. Fins up. Make it a good one. Talk with you guys again tomorrow.